on the No Lies Were Told podcast with Mama Felicia, J Bobby and Big Ben at the end. Oh, man, it's been a long time. We're back again. I got, I, well, you know who I am. My name is Ben of, of LDN, a.k.a. your uncle's favourite uncle. And I'm here with one of my brothers. My brothers, we, we, we've we been uh, we've been hiatus for a long time, but we hooked back up. This is my guy, bro. I swear down. I've known you for years. A big, big coach in Manchester. Hey, by the way, before I forget, that hoodie, I need one. That, that Wasps hoodie, I need one. Okay, okay. Um, I'll see what I can do for you, Don't, my guy. I'm... This is Coach Greg. Hey, welcome into the show. You're, I know this is going to be a regular. It's yes, be sir. A regular yeah, man, what's going on? Listen, it's just been way, way too long, man. Yeah, we have we have not spoken in a minute. And we, you know, we, we reconnected through social, social media, you know, as you always do. And the things that you were coming out with were just hitting, hitting me differently, like proper hitting me differently. Yeah, I mean, my social media is a little bit of a mess. I'm not going to lie. You know, you might get some jewels. You might get some wretchedness. You know, it just depends on what time of day you find me. But I just, whatever's in my mind is going on the timeline. You know what I'm saying? No, for real. For real. But yeah, we we just thought, I, I just thought I would bring you on. Um, as I said, this might be a regular occurrence. I hope it is. We don't even know what this this special episode is going to be called. We'll figure that out later. But, um, yeah, there's been a lot of stuff going on, a hell of a lot of stuff going on in, in the world. And to get your viewpoint on things, I know you're going to keep it honest and real. Um, it's, it's just an amazing thing and we're honoured. First of all, let me just say to the people listening, if you hear any anybody munching, that's not me. Sorry. Tabloid, you know. It's not me. It's not me. It's not me. I've eaten my food. My son's hey, in bed. We're listen, all I, 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 I've got mute button discipline. You hear me? Yeah. You know that Zoom, that Zoom etiquette. Yeah, man. The Zoom, <laughs> you et- got, you, Zoom etiquette. You, you have to be a pro by this point in the game. You know what I mean? We all know the game. Boy, we've been going in for over a year. How? What you? What? So, for the people that don't know, t- just give them a rundown of, of what you do, Greg. Um, got the nine to five, nothing serious, just boring admin stuff. Um, keeps the lights on, keeps the bills paid. But outside of that, I do, um, a lot of basketball coaching at different levels. Um, and just stuff around basketball. I do coaching. I coach in the national league. I do st- statistics. I table official. I ref. I just keep my toes in the sport. You know what I mean? Cause you know, this is this is my my happy place, man. That's my pleasure every single day. I'm doing something to do with basketball, man. Do you know what? That's where that's where you and I met through the love of basketball. And you know what? Tell you the truth, was a not happy even, time. not even. Maybe that's how we connected properly. You know what? I actually remember the <laughs> very day we met. <laughs> well, go on, go and break it down. All right, so boom. Um, there was this guy I used to know live around where I was living. This is back in Cardiff, by the way. For those who don't know, we were in Union Cardiff at the same time. You were at Cardiff Uni. I was at what used to be called UIC. Cardiff Met now. So this guy, KK. Really? Oh. 
you know, he 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 knew people that you knew, and those, you know, the one Shubs. Oh yeah. So when yeah. he that, yeah, you you know me being me, I'm just in there reckless, you know. I just I'm doing me. I'm chatting to everybody. I'm having fun. And you must have said, yeah, Saturday, there's a little scrim over there. Let's go, brother. I'm there. And then from there, it was just this it was guy. Just over. You've all you've always had, you know, when it comes to the eagle eye for for basketball, the the knowledge that you possess. Even when I'm, because when I say stuff on 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 like social media, when you know the NBA stuff comes on, you'll point out little pointers, and I'll just be looking at it. It's like how the, the basketball IQ that you have is is ridiculously out of this world. Where where did that where did that love and where did that depth come from? Uh, I was always into basketball, but like you knowing me, you know my stature. I'm not a big guy at all. So you know, on on my best day, I'm five eleven. So to be able to survive in a sport full of giants, I needed something that can you know separate myself from the crowd. And so obviously, I'd been watching basketball since I was like six years old. But true story, until I was about fourteen years old, I was like five two, five three, bro. I was little. It was it was bad times in my life, you know what I mean? So I'd never actually properly played basketball except maybe, you know, just throwing the ball around with my cousins wherever I could. And then, you know, I just had that, I call it a growth spurt, but you know what I mean. Um, so when I turned about 15-ish, since then I've been this height that I am now, about 5'10", 5'11". So I went from 5'2", that small, to this size. It, it felt like overnight. That gave me a little bit of confidence mm. that I can, you know, let me, let me, let me give this a shot. And I ran into the one guy that I probably needed to meet at that time in my life because this guy wasn't taking no nonsense. You know, you walk into practice, what's basketball? You want to grab the ball, you want to shoot, you want to dribble. My man, East European Don Samit, shout out to you, Samit Nurizad. He said, bro, you don't shoot my ball, you know. Huh? Mm. Man said to me, you don't shoot my basketball. I said, but what do you do with it? No, no, no. You don't do nothing with it. You play D. And mm. you know, this, this is going to be my, you know, my last dance moment where I'm going to say I took that personally. <laughs> like, I literally I literally took that personally. I was like, yo, I've come all this way. I'm, just, I'm trying to get into the sport. And this guy's going to say, you don't shoot my basketball. Right, cool. Where's your best player? Where's he at? Bruv. <laughs> <laughs> I got murked that day. Like, this guy was killing me, scoring all over me. But... You know, I, that, he, he, I had that thing that said, "Now nah, this cannot run, bro. I'm, I'm going to keep coming back, coming back, mm. coming back, coming back. You're either going to have to kill me or I'm going to stop you. And, you know, I figured it out. I, you know, started making myself valuable as a member of the team and I got to stay. And I just got better and better as the time went along. So, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just a thing that I had to learn to be able to look at the game. And of course, what I studied at uni helps as well, performance analysis. You know, you look at the game differently. Yeah, I mean, what, so, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people, when they go into basketball, the, f the first thing that they want to do is they want to get the ball and they just want to shoot. That's the main thing. You get up and you just start shooting, shooting and shooting. Yeah, that there's was me. No, that was there's me. Not, there's no, there's no sort of like discipline to try and get things done properly. So, you know, it's just a thing where you just pick up the ball and shoot. So, so 
being a coach now, how did that sort of thing affect you with the way that you coach other people today? Um, it did and it didn't. It's, it's a weird uh, dynamic, right? Because what you often find in people in that situation is you, you, you often want to coach the way you played, right? But the yeah. truth of the matter is, this is not the game I played anymore. You know, the way guys are pulling up as soon as they cross half court, you see Steph Curry, as soon as he gets the ball, you have to be guarding him. People didn't play like that when we played. Logo, look at Logo Lillard. That's what they call him. Yeah. that When we played, Ben, that was a bad shot. You know what I'm saying? That was, yeah, you're getting 100%. yanked. So you can't say coach the way we played when the game has changed. So you have to watch, you have to study, you have to, you know, maybe check your ego a little bit and say, this is, it's not my game, it's a player's game, right? Uh, so the best you can do in that situation is offer guidance, offer um, skill improvement and stuff like that, and just teach them when things make sense. That's what, you know, you look at the NBA, right? NBA, for all intents and purposes, is an entertainment league, but don't get it twisted. Those guys are experts in what they do. But I like to say, yeah. I like to say to my guys, right? Your average NBA player is better at basketball than anybody at anything else that you know. I'm telling you, I think when when these, you know, the, the like one of the, the the second or third person that comes off the bench for like the Lakers or the Celtics or even the, like your worst NBA team, yeah? yeah. Why is it that when they go to a park? when they go to anywhere that all these people think that oh no I can just have him up and then when they get into the get into the court it's they're just demolished like you can't you've seen it all the time when people go when people go to Rucker when people go anywhere it's just the ting bro yeah I mean there's videos of you know Mike Miller people trying him people doing that uh, what's my guy that used to play for the Spurs the Red Mamba you know <laughs> or the White Mamba oh yeah now, yeah, he looks yeah. like just an average guy you bump into in the streets. And the thing is, those guys are accessible. They're visible. A doctor's not. You can't just roll up on a doctor and say, yo, let's do open-heart surgery. But anybody can you know kind I mean? of dribble a basketball. So you think, you think you can kind of mess with these guys until, you know, you learn that you can't. And it's, a, it's such a heavy, heavy lesson when it comes in your direction. And they never try it again. Trust me. You know, the, the funny thing is, <clears throat> you you said something before about how the game has changed and how you can get people to pull up from, if you can pull up from like 30 feet. So the, whole, the other thing that has changed is with regards to, uh, <clears throat> with regards to like big men and how big men are shooting from outside and big men are shooting like proper, 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 like deep threes, like imagine, imagine people like with with us. Remember Ben Hughes, the big guy. It was like it was like our center. How, yeah, big how, rummy Ben, man. I, how would it have seen? I used to like that guy, but how would it have seen if him, if him pulling up from outside and just shooting a three? It would have been crazy. So how how do you how do you how do how do you how do you coach your your big men now? How you, what are you coaching them in in that in that sense? Um. Well, first, you know, at that time, there was Dirk Nowitzki, so it wouldn't have been that strange, but it would have been uncommon. Um, I think... Yeah, but you only have one or two players that are doing that. You're not going to have, like... you like. I'm not even joking. Every big man on every team now can shoot a free, and that's just that's just common. 
let, let's let's not act like DeAndre Jordan is now it. <laughs> Just saying. Um, so, <laughs> uh, the thing with that is you can't even hit a free. You can't even hit a free throw. But here, here we go. He's got one foot range. Um, the thing with that is you have to start treating people as players, not positions, right? And that was the analytics movement that did that. Because really, when you think about it properly, a post shot, a lot of the time, it's kind of a bad shot. It's contact, it's contested. You know, you're not really getting the bang for your buck that you think you're getting out of a post shot, right? So once you start figuring that out and you understand that if I'm out here with a guy 6'10 plus that's shooting from 25 feet, that person who's guarding them has to be out there with him. So that's creating a lot of space for everybody else. So once people figure mm. that out, they're thinking, well, why do we want to clog up the lane and put the two largest mm. human beings on the court six feet away from the basket? Why don't we just clear that space completely? So that that's that's kind of the dynamic that went on there. And you're not even it's not even a case of just having those two because they've got defenders as well. So you've got four people that are basically in the key for the entire time. If you clear them out, like you said, you're creating space for everyone else to be able to get their stuff off, cut to the basket, do all their things, and it just makes so much more sense. Yeah, and you, like you just have to look at it. If you go back to 2012 Olympics, right, you remember that game where USA broke the record against Nigeria, right? Sorry to bring that up, my guy. Hey, um, wait, hey, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why, 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 why? Hey, man, it is what it is, bro. It happened, didn't it? <laughs> so if you look at the lineup, when they were going crazy, who was the biggest guy on the court? Kevin Durant. What is he? He's about, you know, 50 kilograms with a bag of stones in his pocket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he's, he's, mm. he's large, he's tall, he's long, but he's not what we would call a big. You know, that's based on his skill set, of course, but he's not a, a substantial human being in terms of his girth, Right. Next biggest person was LeBron. Next biggest person after that was Carmelo Anthony. Then you had um, Kobe Bryant. And then you had Chris Paul or someone else. In terms of quote-unquote traditional positions, that's what you call a small lineup. They're not small people <laughs> by any stretch. Of the 100%, yeah. But that's a small 100%. lineup by, by the definition of what we grew up learning as positions. So who's playing inside? No, 100%. Probably nobody. So everyone's having to guard on the perimeter. Chris Paul penetrates. LeBron James penetrates. You, you can't let these guys get the shot at the rim. So anybody you rotate off is wide open and they don't need to be to make those shots. Mm. So now that they are, you, and, you might as well count him on the ball. Yeah. Way. And all of those players are able to hit a shot off the dribble, uh, take you to the basket. So the dynamic of all of those players is ridiculous. So you can't even just back up off of them because Durant will just pull up and hit and drain a three. LeBron, even though he's not the best three-point shooter or shoot, he'll still pull up. Carmelo is a cold, hard assassin, so he'll pull up all the time. See, this and is where, this is where we, have to be, we have to be a little bit careful about how we see it, right? Because you say LeBron's not the greatest three-point. It's, it's not what he's known for, but I'm sure he's hit the most playoff threes in NBA history. And think of the people that, you know, assassins who've played in the playoffs in the NBA. He's made the most threes out of anybody. 
100%. in the NBA playoffs. So, you know, so how, take that into consideration. So when we, before we move on to the, the first topic, how, how, how do you see, or what do you, how do you see the British game evolving basketball-wise in the future? Where do you see it moving towards? It's, it's actually in a pretty decent space right now, if I'm being really honest. Um, from when I first started getting into the BBL, we're going back to what? 2010-ish, I think, when we were there, Cardiff Celts, um, we were involved with Cardiff Celts, and they were D1, and, you know, that was good to have over there, but there's, you know, that's pretty much all we really cared about, apart from where we played, right? Um, But becoming a spectator, you start to learn about the game a little bit more, and it was not good at the start of the 2010s, not good at all, for various reasons, but... In recent years, it's gotten a lot better, and this season has been really entertaining, man. I'm not going to lie. So in terms of doing that, you got Leicester Riders and London Lions in recent years played in European competition. Um, that's a step in the right direction. That's going to be, a, you know, attracting better players to come from even the States or better British players to come back into the BBL. And that's only going to be a good thing because hopefully within the next five to ten years, you're getting guys not leaving to go to the NCAA all but just staying here and starting their pro careers early hopefully anyway wasn't um, what's that guy is it Lamello wasn't Lamello gonna potentially sign for the London Lions oh yeah Leangelo ah now that was Capanese bro don't believe that you know that's just PR someone throwing out something like that to make noise but that comes from when Laval brought his little team a couple of years ago to play here when they were doing the Lithuanian thing. Um, yeah. So there was a connection there, but I don't know, man. I mean, if they've got the budget and there's an appetite on both sides, it may well happen, but I don't see it. That's a that's a big playing budget, man. It's a big, big budget. Just for, just for Leandro, he's not talking a couple grand. He's talking millions a year. And that's just my that's just my amateur eye eye outside. I don't know what the I don't know what the wage bill would be for an entire BBL team. Well, there's a cap, right? There's a cap of I think it's two hundred k. But your two highest paid British players are exempt from the cap. So, for yeah. instance, I can spend Didn't on if I've got twelve players, um, I can spend two hundred k on ten of them, and you know, according to how much I have, I'm unlimited on my two highest played British players. I can pay them a million each if I wanted to, if I had it. Did it you know, in theory. Do they have to be British British? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those top two British players are the only ones that are exempt. No, so but they have to be British. Well, not everyone on your roster has to be British, but your exempt players have to be British. Ah, uh, okay. So that's good. At least we're doing the homegrown team. <laughs> not everyone's using it, I'll be honest. I mean, oh. you, do, you, you do use it, but not everyone's kind of going for broke on the British thing. London Lions are definitely using it. Yeah. Um, Manchester Giants are using it. So we'll see, man. Hopefully, you know, guys like Miles Hessen will find their way back here. Those types of people. OV one day will be back. He was at London Lions a couple of seasons ago. So, yeah, it's yeah. just moving in that direction. Well, fair enough. We're talking about caps, uh, salary caps, and everything. That brings us <laughs> to the first one. This, That's this a good segue, my guy. That's a good segue. I like it. 
but here's the thing. Everyone knows what's been going on with this European Super League. For people that don't know, I'll explain it very, very briefly, and I'll, and I'll let you know what's going on. Ooh, so basically you? what's happened... Yeah, I, I can. I've been following this for a while. I've been following it so to let people know. So basically what's happened is... Um, the self, there's been a couple of teams that have anointed themselves the big six. These teams include uh, Manchester United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, uh, Tottenham, and I always forget the sixth one. There was a sixth one. Um, right, it's the two Manchester clubs, United and City. And Man City. And Man City. Man City. That's the last Arsenal, one. That's the last one. Liverpool, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, those are the six. So what they've tried to do, most of them are owned by American owners. So what these American owners have tried to do is they have tried to come together and create a new midweek uh, European league. They've gotten twelve. To, they got twelve to fifteen other uh, other other teams throughout throughout the throughout of Europe, and they've tried to create what's called this European Super League. Um, what the Super League consists of is 15 founding members, i.e. the 15 members that cannot get relegated. This is a league where you can't get relegated. You're always in it every single every single year. And, what, and there's five spaces, so there are going to be 20 teams in all. And there's five spaces that are going to be left that are going to be able to people to be able to compete in this league. Where the problem started to happen is that the Americans thought, oh, this is a big franchise moneymaker because they would be able to control everything from the TV rights to the revenue that is generated from it. And it was going to be millions, if not billions. They were going to be everything. So they were going to be able to control everything. And it was a similar model to what they've actually done in, in, in America with other leagues such as the NFL and whatever, so on and so forth. So they, they had this, this, this framework set up. And they told no one. Top board members at these teams didn't know. Uh, executives at these at these teams didn't know. Um, the UEFA, FIFA, um, who else? The Premier League. Everyone didn't know about this league. They just said Sunday night, and it just happened this week, this Sunday. You forget, it's only been a week that this happened. Sunday night, they just said, yeah, we're going to do Super League, bro. And this is what I'm, and all these teams are in it, and sign up. Now, what they didn't expect was the absolute backlash and, and butt-kicking that they got throughout social media. Gary Neville went off on them. The, the UEFA presidents and all of these big high executives went absolutely, they went mayhem on them. Fans are, fans are protesting as we actually record this right now. Arsenal are protesting. The outside stadium protesting. Managers were getting on camera because they had matches that day and they were like, yeah, uh, people asked him, so what do you think of the Super League, Klopp? Jurgen Klopp, what do you think of it? And Jurgen was just like, this is the first time I heard it. I heard about it like you, but I had no no clue what's going on. So yeah, after I think it only took forty eight to seventy two hours because of the huge backlash, they flopped it. it. It didn't look real to begin with. 
the logo that they put up or the crest that they put up for the Super League looked like something that my one and a half year old son made on PowerPoint or Paint. <laughs> <Alex> Paint. Um, <clears throat> they had no communication with the Premier League or anyone. And I personally, there was I was in two minds. I was like, right, <clears throat> maybe they should pull it together because of that's how the Premier League actually started in the first place, if you don't know. The Premier League just annexed themselves off and they made a big league from, funnily enough, some of the same teams that were actually involved in this. Arsenal, I think Chelsea were involved in it. Manchester United were definitely involved in it. They just wanted to make money. And Sky Sky Sports' Rupert Murdoch said, yeah, I'll support this league. And the Premier League was born from there in 1992. Um, So I was like, that was the cynical side. I was like, yeah, 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 this should just happen. Teach everyone a lesson. Football is not pure. It's a business. But then when you start getting into the nitty gritty of it and you start hearing, it's like, nah, this is not competition whatsoever. This is not what we're built on. So, yeah, I was kind of in two minds. I was just, to be honest, it's so funny to see these billionaires have who have no understanding of British culture actually get slapped in the face and get sent home, to be honest. Um, I was laughing all the way. I think I don't think that is a key factor in it that we are understanding British culture. No, 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 no. Because there is a model for this, by the way. It was called the BBL. We we're just talking about it. <laughs> no one gets relegated from the BBL. Yeah. That's number one. Um, EuroLeague as well. Only a handful of teams enter on merit. The rest of them are licensed um, for up to 10 years in the EuroLeague. But that wasn't the issue. The issue was how cloak and dagger the whole thing was, right? Um, the Premier League negotiations, when that was starting up, everything was out in the open. Everything. Uh, you know, they were keeping everybody up to date with how many teams are going to be in it, what the regulations are going to be. All, every team in a particular season, up to August 31st, are voting members in the Premier League, right? On 1st of September, I think it is. Or oh, is it 31st of July? Something like that. I think it's 31st of July. On whatever day it is, you lose that um, voting right if you've been relegated and it's passed on to the promoted teams. So there's, you know, a sense of equity for everybody that's participating in the Premier League. This wouldn't have been the case in the And DSL. also, if if you get, re- I know if you get relegated from the Prem, because the Premier League ho- has so much money, as a relegated team, you still get that money for a year to encourage you to bounce back right back up. Um, parachute payments actually last for three years, decreasing amounts, but it lasts for three years, um, which is why sometimes you get those yo-yo teams like Sunderland were back in the day, Middlesbrough at one point, um, yeah. West Ham for a period were a yo-yo team because, you know, it's the, it's the thing of you're too good and too rich to stay in the championship, but you weren't good enough to be in the Prem, uh, supported by that parachute money. But... And, I and think look at West, the, West Ham now. They're about to be in, in Europe, in Champions League. Listen, they're doing well, you know. But it's crazy, as well. you mentioned, West Ham. Their fans have no idea what they want. And this is what I was going to bring up in general about the ESL and all this kind of stuff. West Ham fans are complaining that they're in fifth. Why aren't we in fourth? Shut up. <laughs> like, you've never been in fifth. <laughs> You've never been this high on the table. Now you think you should be in fourth because of what? You know what I mean? So now you also have, um, you know, fans who are talking about 
City fans, City fans are different. Just because of the relationship that that club has with UEFA, I can get it. It's a it's it's a weird one, right? UEFA don't love City, City don't love UEFA. It's never going to change, I don't think. Um, all of it based on the is it is it is it because of that uh, the fair play financial fair play thing? Yeah, which I think is a bunch of nonsense, but that's a different topic for another time. We'll come back to it. Um, yeah, it doesn't make sense. So City have never had a good relationship with UEFA based on that. So I can look at them differently from the other clubs. Man United, however, they have to understand there's a lot of fans with short memory or a lot of young United fans because how long was it? 26 years they went between titles before? So Alex Ferguson showed up there. Mm. So this mm. idea that and you know, even and when he first showed up, he wasn't he wasn't instantly successful. It took him a couple of seasons to actually get get running. He was one result away from being fired. Remember that. Mm. I think um, it might have been an FA Cup game or something that he he had to win to save his job at that point. So you know. For those of you with a short memory, like this idea of that United or this huge club, they've become that financially, especially, but in a sporting sense. So Alex Ferguson was a big coach, not that United was a big club. <laughs> you know what I mean? What What's the last thing that wasn't won by Sir Alex Ferguson that United won? Um, what was it? League Cup? Europa League? So yeah. between that and their last previous um, none. Alex Ferguson trophy was Van... Did Van Gaal win the FA Cup? I don't know. I know, you know I'm not a biggest football fan. Don't, Wendell. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> I mean, for the for the sake of clarity, by the way, we're both Arsenal fans. We found that out, you know, back in the day. Um, I think I think Van Gaal won an FA Cup, if I'm not mistaken, or, or got there, something like that. So three trophies that weren't won by Sir Alex Ferguson in the last... Five years, right? Before that, you're yeah. going back a good 30-something years. 30-something years or maybe even 40-something years for the last non-Salix Ferguson title between, outside of these three. So please give it a rest. Yeah, no, you know, you make a lot of money. That's great. Don't, don't, don't be out here acting like you've got a great sporting legacy outside of Sir Alex Ferguson at me if you want. Um, so Chelsea, same thing. Two thousand and four is that's when it started. They've done well since then. To be fair, you know, I think they're breaking even now, something like that. Um, Do you know the funny and, thing is, I remember when Chelsea actually got bought. When Chelsea actually got bought by Roman Abramovich, and and it was because all Chelsea used to win. Honestly, all Chelsea used to win were either the FA Cup or the Coca-Cola Cup. Cup. Remember the Coca-Cola Cup? It was the Coca... That's all they won. And then Abramovich come in and it was... I'm I'm going back to the days of Dennis Wise, Gianfranco Zola. Them man there Mm. when when they were doing that. I remember that. So these Chelsea men have very, very short memories. And then City just dashed them to one side. Because they got an, a huge injection from the from their from their owners, and it was a thing where you know they they one day City literally were bouncing up and down in the in the in the Championship and the Prem, 
they weren't a good team. Let's let's not make this any clearer. They were not good, bro. And no. and now all of a sudden they they've got Pep Guardiola, bro. So and, you know I me personally, I don't resent that. I don't resent that from from a a club like City or even Chelsea. But when you start rewriting history now, come on, man, just relax a little bit. You know what I mean? For real. <laughs> For real. So you look at that. You look at Liverpool. Same thing. Like it was thirty years ago. Thirty years ago before but, but the titles. Liverpool. Liverpool in the eighties dominated Europe. Like they were like almost like untouchable. They dominated Europe. Pretty much. Um, well, let's say English clubs there because you had. Even Nottingham Forest were in there, my guy. Like, um, yeah, for real. Derby County, Aston Villa, Aston Villa, Celtic. And now, now look at them. Now look at them. But so, why do you think that this uh, European Super League fell apart? What was the defining moment where it was just like, nah, this can't run, rude boy? Look, that, that was a different kind of pressure that you've never, ever seen, right? And you know what? So I think the outside-the-ground protests are a little bit easy to dismiss because not everyone has an appetite for that kind of thing, right? Not every fan yeah, of crud yeah. like that. So you'll get the handful that stay behind one, maybe 2,000. You look at it and say, no, nah, that's a minority. But the megaphone, that is social media. Yeah? Now you've got millions and I'm talking about millions on your case. You can't ignore that, yeah, my guy. Like, ad, like advertisers it, it will be like, help. wow, can we be involved? Can we actually be involved? Uh, you know, you know right? no, no, they'll cancel you. They'll because... cancel you quick, my guy. They'll cancel you quick fast. Yeah. I didn't think about that because if you think about the whole thing, um, with different people coming on board, you want to come into a very clean and, and really pristine and really polished product. If I'm sponsoring you and giving you money to have my product on it, you don't want to have your product being associated with something that is, um, which has negative connotation. So what you want to have is something that is really solid and has, you know, really, really good stuff behind it and, and looks good and, and is and is almost thought out organically, even if it's not. So if I'm a sponsor, I'm not attaching my name to something like the European Super League, whereby everything, like you said, was done with cloak and daggers and no one had any clue what's going on. And hold on, everyone in football hates it. No, 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 I'm not. Uh, think about it. Bro, bro. They get, let me tell you they, something. People got angry when... Go on, go on. Do not play with football fans when they really feel like something's not right. Let me tell you right now, bro. there hasn't been a single Sun <clears throat> newspaper sold in Liverpool for 30 certain years, bro. You know what I mean? They don't mess with the Sun at all. You they get what I'm saying? So they probably don't product, even... They now, just, when they're delivering it, just drive by. Yeah, bro, deliver what? I bet I dare you to have it in your shop. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you get to the point talking. where you're thinking, you know, if my product is seen on this advert, these, you know, Leeds, for example, let's just say a city like Liverpool or Leeds, just random cities that are not the biggest cities, but they're big enough, you'll never sell another Radox shower gel in that city again. You know how many customers that is, bro? Trust me. 
Rough, trust me. Links, if you imagine links or some links Africa being front and center on the, on the, on the European, but Christmas presents will be empty. There'll be no Christmas presents under the tree moving forward anywhere, bruv. Done out here. These football men don't play here. game. It's life for them. And I don't understand how people are just like, uh, is, I, just, oh. I don't understand how these own owners thought that it was a good idea. How can you be so? You know what? That, this is this is why I fell back from football, bro. Because that could never be me. Like, look at these guys on Arsenal fan TV having proper aneurysms over the thing. Could never be me, you know. Do you know the funny thing is, uh, Robbie, who is the owner of AFTV, was on Talksport today. I just I listen, I watched it today, and Ray Parker was having a go at him. He's like, he's he's saying, did you, yeah, you're saying something. He brought Robbie on to talk about the actual game, on the actual, <clears throat> uh, the Super League. <clears throat> and then he starts talking about, well, your fan base and your channel profits off Arsenal doing things wrong. And it was like, hold on, why have you brought me on here? You've brought me on here to talk about the European Super League and now you're talking about my channel. I didn't get why what, what that whole thing was about. Um... Ray Parler ambushed him. Let's be clear about that. Um, that was completely an ambush. But he's not wrong because look at it. Arsenal Fan TV has been around a lot longer than people realize. But it only started popping off when men like troops were on their veins, popping on their forehead. You know, having mm. meltdowns on TV. You had some some other guy, what's his name, that passed on there as well. Um there's a guy here in Manchester, Andy Sutton, that got famous off his David Moyes rants, and they, he's still on that that program that they have on YouTube. You social media likes disaster. That's just a fact. That there's no getting away. And that's from the it. problem. Yeah, that's so the problem. When if Arsenal were out here winning titles every week, people aren't tuning into AFTV. And I think Robbie Parler, uh, Ray Parler was actually 100 right. I'm. I'm almost certain there's more Tottenham supporters that follow or subscribe to AFTV than Arsenal supporters, just so that they can catch bands. Mm. You know, um, yeah, I'm not. Right I'm, I'm totally not into it at all because, bro, like I look at it and these guys sometimes they're in genuine pain over it, and I don't want to see that. Like, it's long, isn't it? So I don't, I don't buy into the whole thing. You know, there's funny moments that when someone remixed the Troops thing into um, Stormzy's record. I don't know if you've seen that one. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't seen that one. I'll I'll send it to you, man. That was hilarious. But other than that, it's just like, you you know, you've got wife and kid at home. Care about that, bro. Football is just football. Let it be. I, I like it for the aspect of now it's creating a lot of people that can feed their families off their opinion because pundits have been doing it for, for a long time and there's definitely pundits that have never played the game whatsoever. So what's the difference between these boys getting like these boy these men that would have talked about it in, in their pub getting now in front of a camera and just chatting. Now, look at Troops. Troops is in America doing his thing, bro. Like, I'm all for it. I love it. I love it. I, I, I get where you're coming from here, yeah, but it's just not that serious. You know what I mean? Like, they've invested so much emotional <clears throat> energy into this, and it's for football men are different. You know this. You know, they, they will, yeah, they'll, right. they'll attack you. Over, I told you the story way back when, 
where a man mounted a curve just because I was wearing my Arsenal t-shirt around here. I live in Manchester, by the way. And I was like, I couldn't believe what I just seen. I couldn't believe it. I was like, where did he get this series? Uh, you know, these men are built, they're built differently. If the football man, them are built differently. Completely different. And let me you, say you this. Just like, I just don't mess with Patrick Bamford, shout out to this guy, bro. I'm, I fuck with him the long way. Oh, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> excuse the language. You can swear. <laughs> um, yeah, like he said, every time I've seen Patrick Bamford do an interview of any kind, he's probably the realest footballer alive, in my opinion. When he was left out of the England squad, my man was devastated. He didn't hide it. He, he, he literally said on TV camera he wanted to cry. I was like, yeah, okay, I, I can feel that. You know, I understand. And he said this week, like, yo, look at all this energy, how much people, you know, mobilized and stopped all this chat about the European Super League. Uh, but just the other week, we were talking about racism and nobody really even um, did nothing. Like, what's going on? Um, so, um, to be honest, I put I put so much stuff on my social media. I don't want to hear nothing from no one. From no one, all these people that were upset, all these people that were that were shouting from the rooftops, <clears throat> we need to do something. All these people who were telling owners they need to be kicked out. All these people were saying that UEFA, FIFA, uh, the Premier League need to do something. I don't want to hear nothing from no one because these men that only care when money's involved, you've shown your true colours. For years, we people have endured racism in football. All of this stuff like kick it out is absolute it's just for face it does nothing for no one bro. so you've just shown your true, true colors i don't want to hear nothing bro they're just yeah, waste, waste I, cadets leave it. it's it's such a it's <coughs> such a disgrace bro like i remember um lord bentner getting fined more for some underwear than someone in the same game got for racial abuse he got fined more for an unapproved sponsor that he was wearing on his underwear than someone did for a racial abuse in the same game. What is that, bro? That just that just tells you where the level of sort of like where their focus is. It's all about it's all about money. It's all and, about money. All, and you know the me, whole bro. Premier League, everything comes down to money. You you see my timeline. I keep the clip loaded, bro. I'm ready for anything at any time. Like I will jump <laughs> on people for this. Anytime something happens and I I, I take the time, right, to read what people are actually saying. And I start always, almost 100% of the time, start with a question, which is as simple as, what do you mean by that? Right? Because before, before I start corning people, I want to understand where you're going with it. And I want to say 90, 93 times out of 100, they have no actual perspective. You're parrot in a talking line, right? That's the worst yeah. thing you can do. That is the absolute worst thing you can do because this is how you perpetuate things. Like, if you're saying, like, for example, a, a, an example that some people might know, or if you're old enough, the Linford Christie thing. If yeah. You, if you never understood what was fucked up about that, yeah, then you've not, you've never spoken to anyone. This man had been in athletic. He was an old gold medal winner when he won his 100-meter gold in 92 Barcelona. He wasn't, in, in terms of the sport anyway, he wasn't a young athlete. Mm. So the fact that his whole career, that kind of conversation had never happened 
until the biggest moments in his career. He wins an Olympic gold medal. Now, all of a sudden, they're talking about this man's meat. Mm. Why is that? Why, why, why do you think that happened? Yeah, you cannot allow this man to be great and just be great. The conversation had to be about something else. And that's never been a conversation you've heard about any other kind of athlete. Christophe Lemaitre, the first um, white athlete to beat ten, the 10-second 10 barrier. You've never heard anything about him other than that. Nothing. Matter of fact, some of you don't even know who he is. I bet. Mm. So why is it? Linford Christie, however many year career, let's say 10-year career plus, you'd never heard any conversation about his genitalia until after he's won a gold medal. So now you've reduced this man. You literally reduced him to a dick. That Linford became a dick as soon as he won a hundred meter gold medal. And that's just how they. That's how. That's how they. That's how they play us, isn't it? That's how they reduce us to just just whatever they want. That's how it is. It's always going to be like that. It's never going to be anything else. Yeah. <clears throat> so when you have some of the things Saul Campbell says, he's you know he's wild, bro. Uh, but you have to at least take it into consideration because he's coming from a real place who I don't trust. I don't trust John Barnes like that, you know. Oh, what? Uh, John uh, Barnes is... I don't, I don't know what's, what's what's wrong with this brother. I don't know for him, bro. Uh, I don't something trust else, this guy. It's like, <clears> I don't know. Maybe he's I hate been... to say this about people, but he seems to be doing everything he can to to be liked by people that don't like him, never will like him, don't want to like him. He's setting black people back at least 10, 15 years, bro. Well, is that it? Easily. <laughs> we're going, just, back, to, we're going, we're going back decades, bro. I don't understand why. he Just John Barnes, just don't... He shouldn't open his mouth again. I don't know for him, man. But you know what? Like they, 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 they go looking for him because they know what they're going to get out of him. And he's happy to oblige. Of course. Because, like you just said, he's trying to make people like him that shouldn't like him. He's trying to please the wrong people. So John Barnes lives in his little cottage outside of London with his wife. And he's in, yeah, in the in country. <laughs> Man, he's just there, isn't it? That's, that's John Barnes, so leave him to one side. But you said um, another man that's been actually... Uh, just been he's reckless reckless absolutely reckless is that brother ryan Giggs? what's been going on with that brother that's not what's your old legend with right, him, first bro? of all man they don't that is, that is not a brother bro we don't claim him i know he's got a little <laughs> bit in there i don't know what is it 15 we don't know them man there <laughs> um yeah, well hey i say he's your brother because he's from the same welsh valleys as we used to go uni bro <laughs> but we used to roll around his bits bro splot He's from Splot, you know. No, serious. That I swear down. A lot. Yeah, exactly. I, I knew. I knew you'd get it. <laughs> that explains a lot. Thing, no, this guy. No, he... This guy's got a rap sheet the length of my arm at this stage, bro. No. If he's from if he's from them sides, that explains. Uh, Any, that explains anybody that's that actually... into Cardiff, lived in Cardiff, knows Cardiff. If you know about Splot, you know why this guy moves like this. No, that that is basically that's his personality. That area is his personality. He can't he can't run away from that. That's that's him. 
That's him, bruv. All of this sleeping with Wayne Bridges' wife. Now man's been... What is it? I'm looking at this right now. Man has been charged with assaulting two women. And, and controlling and, behavior. <clears throat> and controlling or coercing behavior. Oh. What? I don't even know what coercing is. Well, what coercing is he doing? Behavior. He's the top crud man in football, bro. John Terry, what? <laughs> What is what is what is he doing? Assaulting women, bro. What's he playing at? First of all, this man slept with his brother's missus when she was pregnant, my guy. Like that one there's a violation. Off top. Off top. Yeah? I said, you know, I said that to my missus. I said, if I'm involved in some of that one I said if I'm involved in that sort of love triangle, someone has to go, bro. And it's not me. Someone's going. I'm I'm going to prison because I know that's just Can I ask just you don't a question? do them things. Can I ask you a question? Go on, man. If it turns out, yeah, that Rodri, Rodri's the brother. If he did it, like, just stay with me on this one because it's a bit wild. If he did, a, <laughs> if he did a Chris Benoit in that situation, yeah. <laughs> how mad would you be, really? I would understand it. I would understand it. Because me, I, I would. <clears throat> somebody's got to take this L, bro. That's all I know. You can't. You, you cannot have that sort of situation happen, and and still be walking like it's normal. You you can't do that. Like, if you want to speak about momentary insanity, like, is there any clearer situation where it might happen? Just, just for just for clarity, uh, I don't condone, I don't condone killing, I don't condone any of that. But just for no, Chris Benoit like killed everyone, his whole family, the whole everyone. everybody. But Chris everyone. Benoit, okay, I'm not, I'm not everyone. comparing the situations because Chris Benoit clearly had CTE or something, right? He wasn't he wasn't healthy. Obviously at the time people didn't he wasn't, know this, he but was, he wasn't healthy. He was an army vet, was he not? He was a lot of things, but this guy used to fly off top rope headbutting man. You you think that didn't scramble his brain? No, yeah. He he killed everyone and then killed himself. So yeah, he was going through a lot. Let me let me actually let me take that back. No, I wouldn't understand it because there's no there's there's no uh, there's no excuse for murder. So, but yeah. Um, hold on. Okay, okay. You used a specific <laughs> word there. You used a specific word, which is where I'll, I'll I'll give you a pass. But you can't you can't say there's no excuse for killing someone because there's always a reason. You know what I mean? There's always a reason. You know, it's like. Uh, yeah, who was it? Just... Chris, when Chris Rock said, um, listen, I'm, I'm quoting Chris Rock here. Don't come for me. And someone said, you should never hear a woman. Chris Rock was like, shit. <laughs> Imagine, no, bro. bro. Imagine this one. No, no, no. Because he, he made up the situation and it's exactly this situation. You're a woman. Yeah. And this, this scenario came up on uh, Mike's Comedy's YouTube that I've seen a few weeks ago. And even now, I can't stop thinking about it. It's the worst thing I can imagine. You're a woman. Your boyfriend has been out cheating on you. Yeah? 
or your husband or whatever, he comes home with a condom still on with cum inside it. What? Nah, 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 nah. That's, now, uh... stay with me, Ben. Stay with me for a second. But how, how does on. it still stay on, bro? What, what? Let's let's not ask too many questions, bro, because it's already <laughs> it's already it's already mad, isn't it? <laughs> is he right. is it just keeping him warm or something? Oh lord, <laughs> I don't understand, bro. Man said blanket, you know. <laughs> so in that situation, if the woman blacked out, drew for the knife, and Juked him a little bit, yeah? How many people will be out there like, I get it? No, there'd be, a, I think there would be a lot of women who'd even say, I get it. Well, <clears> even, <throat> even the man that would say, I get it, because, bruv, come on, really, dude? But, okay, but, okay, so you're saying that what? What should Wayne Bridge do? Because do you remember when they were in the tunnel or they were on the pitch and they were shaking each other's hand and John Terry went to shake man's hand? Uh, oh, no, that was John Terry. That was John Terry. That wasn't mm-hmm. Ryan Giggs, bro. That was John Terry. Bro, Wayne, John Terry Bridge, to shake Wayne Bridge should have hooked off on him right there and then, you know? No. no. What how do you mean, be on the same pitch? I'm just not. I mean, how can you be on the same pitch? Uh, it's a Roy Keane thing it's a Roy Keane thing bro if I'm Wayne Bridge it's a Roy Keane thing take take out his kneecap the whole whole leg done bro what was the one with uh, Ryan Giggs where they had the what's it called they had the politicians make an exemplary thing to say his name oh yeah it's when he he did the what's it called the super injunction thing where he basically got a, yeah. a lawsuit or something to stop newspapers publishing his name. But MPs used parliamentary privilege to be able to say his name in parliament with no repercussions. That is so dumb, bro. That is literally a madness. Absolute madness. If you've done that, you've got to take the L, bro. <laughs> No, for real, you shouldn't be able to get away with that sort of stuff. And I don't think... What do you think is going to happen to to Mr. Giggs from now on, bruv? Do you think do you think Ryan's going to be able to continue? I'm not going to lie. He, I'd well forgotten about this, Don. I'd, I'd literally forgotten that he was out here. I forgot he was out here. Um, I forgot as well. Is, I wasn't he, even is sure he Wales what he was manager? Doing. Yeah, he is Wales manager. Ross. Like... I don't know. Listen, Sam Allardyce got cancelled for less. For real. For real. I don't know what's going to happen, bro. Oh, do you know what? I'm literally on, on YouTube and AFTV have put out like a, t- a thing where they were protesting outside the stadium and, and Mr. DT is on it. You can't this say what Ray Parler said is untrue when you're doing stuff like this, bruv. It's just, you know what? He's got a point, but I don't like the ambush, but he's got a point. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, what do they call them? The disaster capitalists. Disaster, disaster capitalists. Capitalist. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, RIP to Ryan Giggs' career. 
and and I hope I hope that if this is true and the women that he has assaulted, I hope that they get they get the help that they need, and I hope that if it is true, he gets severely punished because that honestly that's disgusting. That is absolutely disgusting. I don't know how certain men move out here because that it's all alien. I don't get it. And and at the big big age that he is. He's not like a little boy. A man's how old is Ryan Giggs, bro? He's touching the fifties now. How old is where? Ryan Giggs? He's he must be getting towards the fifties. Nah, Ryan. Bro, imagine he was born in nineteen seventy. Yeah. He'd be fifty, right? Forty-seven. This is what I'm saying. This bro. man is areas. O, o, OBE, and you're still out here. What? Still, you should never be. But you're out here assaulting women, and you're fifty, big big fifty, you know. And you're some, out here assaulting like women. some some man aged like milk, not wine. I don't understand how people are moving out here, just moving reckless. No reckless standards in their life whatsoever. First of all, just how are you involved disgusting. with multiple women at your age? Never mind what you're doing to them. How are you involved with multiple? Some people, some men don't this. grow up. Bro. You're too grown for this. But I barely have the energy for one. You know what I mean? Emotional energy. Emotional energy. Oh. Relax. Relax. I'm telling you. Do you know the funny thing is? I told the missus, I said as well. Do you know why I, don't, I can't? Do you know why I don't cheat? There's, besides the obvious, that obviously I love my wife. The second thing is I can't be dealing with multiple women and your all your drama and all this headache. I can't be. I'm, I like simple life, and I can't be dealing with. Oh, you used to do this, do this, and do this. Ah, oh, just move, go away, go away. I can't. I can't. I just want one. I just want one. Honestly, I just want one. I can't be bothered with with multiple. It's too much, man. Way too much. Like, if we take it back to them days there, remember how stressful things were? Why would you want to replicate that? I'm telling you, at what point in time do I want to do that for? Never. Absolutely never. Never, ever, ever. Because I remember... (laughs) I'm about to put you on blast, but I I don't know if you remember this one. I think um, you must have been living with John, I think it was. Right, relax, calm down. <laughs> well, the thing is, nothing. You didn't do anything but the mere suspicion, bro. Had your whole life off for no reason. Hmm. Uh, do you hmm. remember the story that's, I'm talking that's, that's, about? That's, no, I don't. Go, just explain. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, so... If I don't you, like it, I'll edit it out. It's fine. <laughs> we'd been out, and you you got a number from someone. You took the number. Mm-hmm. I think you, you. I think you actually dashed it away. Um, not long after, because you. Uh, and and nah, you know. Do you know what? I forgot. I forgot you were actually there, bro. Because <laughs> I remember you. You you rang me after and explained to me that yo, she's bugging out, bro. Bro, do you know that was the beginning of the downfall? That was it. After that. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. 
But, could, like, but it worked out, innit? Yeah, so even like, like, it worked. in that situation, <clears throat> right? If after you felt such a situation, you never want to be back there. So people like Ryan Giggs no, be doing no, this no. in their big age, I don't know what's wrong in your life, my guy. Do you know what? After that, I used to run around in, in university with two phones that just dead got one phone. I used to now, like, I just, there's a lot of things that I don't do that I used to do then. It just doesn't make sense. It does not make sense whatsoever. So, like, I have I have my phone and my wife has got her fingerprint on my phone so she can open it whenever you want, whatever she wants. I leave my phone anywhere. I just don't, the, the amount of stress that I don't want in my life and just, just leave whatever, I'm telling you, that's, that's where it should be. Mm, see, the only reason I even have a passcode on my phone, if I'm coaching, I do not want my phone anywhere near me. I don't want no nothing disturbing or distracting me. I'll put it down anywhere. I don't care. But the last thing you want is some random kid picking up your phone, getting in there. There's contacts in there from other coaches. There's sensitive information. If it wasn't for that, bruv, do what you got to do. No, yeah, for real. I don't have the no scrolling policy if I hand my phone to some to to show someone something. Don't scroll, bro. What are you gonna find? No, no scrolling policy, you know. You know, bear man. No, 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 don't swipe. Don't, 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 don't bro. Stay up. Why? Why did you move? Why did your finger move, bro? What are you doing? <laughs> wow, bro. The least you can do is create a different folder, bro. Come on, you gotta be smarter than that. That is funny, man. That is actually funny. Oh, oh man. It's, it's such a, a... Ryan Giggs, bro, you're letting us down, you know. You're just letting us down. I can't have it's these, these is, conversations. With, cause I have a lot of female friends. I mean, just friends. I'm not out in these streets at all. Like I said, I don't have the emotional energy <laughs> for that. I do not have the emotional energy for all that crud there. But my female friend, I can't now have these conversations with them because they, they, they're on me, bro. Like, you're a ranky, and I can't even say they're wrong. I can't. No, not at all. I think what the case is, is just um, some, of the, some of these guys out here just making us the rest of us look bad. And you can't. You can't even fault like you can't fault women for the thinking the way they think. Just we just gotta fix up, man. We have to, bro. We have to police each other. That's the main thing. Man, them do not police each other. You will see your friend on crud, and even big him up. Never mind checking him. You will big him up. No, bro. No, we're not yeah, children. Bro. We're not. Stop it. Oh, yeah. it's it's oh, too much stress, okay, bro. It's too much. <laughs> well, with that being said, I think uh, we want to leave it like that, bro. I mean, Ryan Giggs hopefully gets the help he does. Um, but yeah, you can. He, I hope yeah. he gets we, the we help he needs, but he can get it in prison. <laughs> 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 and with that, bro, Greg, I want to thank you so much for coming on. We're going to do this again soon, 100%, because I love the conversation with you. I love the honesty. I love the history and the knowledge that you have. So we're going to do this again, definitely. 100%, bro. I'll be back. Don't think you can get rid of me, bro. I'm back in your life. You should have never opened the door, my guy. 
<laughs> it is guy. Thank you for everyone that's been listening. We appreciate it. We'll see you. Same bat time, same bat channel. We're going to try to keep pop, this pop, open. Pop. That's the part that Thank Bobby you. J does right there. J Bobby. You see? You see? See, my guy knows it. My guy knows it. You see what I mean? He knows. He knows. <laughs> Shout out to lock, J Bobby. Bro. I'm almost there, man. Uh, love, 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 love. Peace, man. Peace.